Are you... Are, are we okay here, Bebop? Why wouldn't we be, Jonathan? I, I don't know. It's just... Today's April 3rd. Jonathan, you know the show has started, right? Yeah, I know the show has started, Bebop. It's just... April 1st is often considered April Fool's Day, you know? A day when people play a lot of pranks on each other. That's right, Jonathan. And yet, you didn't play any pranks on me. No, I did not. And it's freaking me out! Every time I turn a corner or can't find my slippers for more than a few seconds, I think you're going to prank me. The suspense is killing me. And that suspense is going to continue, Jonathan. For I don't recognize April Fool's Day. I celebrate April Fool's Month. Uh, Not April Fool's Month. Exactly, Jonathan. So you mean any time in April, I could... You could... Jonathan, don't you think you should start the show? I... Jonathan... Okay. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and with me, as always, is my co-host and introbot, Bebop. Happy April Fool's Month, everyone. No, it's just, it's not a month, it's... Anyway, if you remember what happened in the last episode, Bunce was in command of the famous Marlowe 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station. But the explorers of Troop 301 were still trapped down on the Puzzle Master's planet. What was happening down there? How were they going to get off that planet and chase down the Marlowe? Find out in this week's episode of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. You call that a spaceship? There were 49 of them. Finn counted. 49 members of the crew of the famous Marlowe 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station stranded on this blackened planet with just a single explorer pod to try to chase down the space station wherever Bunce was taking it. If they squeezed in really tight, they could fit five kids and a couple of robots in a pod. Maybe three adults and a couple of kids or some other combination, but certainly not all 49 of them. Captain Caspian, said Abigail, any idea of how to catch up and get the Marlowe back? I'm sorry, kids, but no, said Finn's mother. We're going to try to negotiate with some of the leaders on this planet. We're hopeful they have some resources we could use. We need you kids to stay here and tell us if you hear anything more from Bunce on the pod communication system. Guys like him Never stay quiet for long. Guys, I heard him! Yelled Elias, sitting by the pod's communication system. I think he doesn't know how to word the communications, because it sounded like he was just broadcasting to the Marlow, but he sent the signal to us, too. Something about how he can't find one kid on the Marlow. Interesting, said Captain Caspian. So he's not as in control as he would like us to believe. And, said Elias, he asked the robots to go find the kid immediately. And he said something about needing more astronaut ice cream. That monster, yelled Vale. 
He will pay for what he's done. The adults of the Marlowe and many of the grown-up aliens filed into the large building. The explorers all huddled by their pod, Foggy and Meg standing by to help. Finn noticed that among all the aliens who were now standing around, looking as though they didn't know what to do with themselves now that they'd been freed from the Puzzle Master's control, were a couple of kids. And one boy, about Finn's age, kept looking over at the explorers. And he didn't seem to be mystified or scared or nervous or anything. For some reason, Finn felt like the kid was trying to get his attention. Abigail, said Finn, see that kid over there? I think he wants to tell us something. So why doesn't he just come over here and tell us, said Abigail. Come on, said Finn, let's go. Since when do you shy away from something? I'm never shy, said Paige, who had been eavesdropping. Let's go talk to that boy with the staring problem. Oh no, said Finn. Foggy, Meg, could you please wait here and listen for any more signals from the Marlow? Vale and Elias, come on. So the explorers of Troop 301 went over to where the boy was standing with a couple of his friends. Hi, said Finn. I'm Finn Caspian from the famous Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station. These are my friends, Abigail, Elias, and Vale. And this is my sister, Paige. I'm also his friend, not just his sister, but he doesn't like to admit it, said Paige. Uh, hi, said the boy. I, uh, we don't have names. I don't, I don't think. At least the Puzzle Master never bothered with them. The boy kicked at the ground, embarrassed. That's cool, said Finn. That just means you can give yourself your own name. We were all named by our parents and didn't really have a choice. You're right, the boy said. I think I'll name myself Bill. No, wait, Derek. No, wait, the Destroyinator. Uh, <laughs> okay, said Finn. Could I just call you Des for short? Yeah, that's cool. Anyhow, thanks for, you know, saving our planet and freeing everyone on it and everything else. Sure, said Abigail. It's sort of what we do. Listen, I heard you guys say you wanted to get off the planet, but you need more than just your little ship over there, right? I have an idea, but we're going to have to be sneaky. I'm going to go into this building. You guys go around the back and I'll let you in. So we're just supposed to follow a boy called the Destroyinator into the back of this big evil building, said Vale. But the boy had already walked away stopping to talk to a couple of adults. The explorers shrugged and casually walked to the side of the building and made their way through the long shadow it cast. You know, I hate to say it, said Abigail, but Vale makes a good point. We should probably be careful. The kids rounded the corner of the building and saw a smaller door in the back and Des holding it open, waving at them frantically. The kids hurried into the building and followed Des through its maze-like back hallways and down a staircase into the basement. Des opened a door and the kids went into a well-lit room with large metal bookcases lining the wall and a long table in the center. There were a few books scattered around on the shelves, 
many of them lying on their side or piled atop each other, not nearly enough to fill up all of the cases. This is our library, said Des. I only know about it because the puzzle master used to let some of the adults down here so they could make things for him. Make things, said Elias. Like what? Well, said Des, this whole planet is run by magic. It's why the puzzle master could control everyone and how they made all those monsters who surrounded your pod. All of them came out of these books. Des ran his finger along the spines of a couple of the large volumes, dust pluming behind his hand. There's one in here I know that will be per... Aha! Here it is. Des pulled a large book and held it to his chest. Come on, we're going to need to go outside for this. The kids followed him up and out of the building, and they all circled around the book as Des laid it on the ground. Giant letters across the front spelled out, Book of Ships. What is this? said Finn. You need a spaceship, right? said Des. Every page inside this book contains a different ship. Every time you open the book and read it, whatever ship is on the page will appear. That's why we needed to come out here. We don't exactly want a ship suddenly appearing inside the building. Mmm, okay, said Abigail, skeptically looking at the book and at Des. Turn to page one and let's see what happens. Des opened the book and the kids all peered down at what looked like a pirate ship. It had long masts and dozens of sails and then a ship that looked just like the one in the book appeared next to them. Cool, said Vale, but we can't sail to a space station. What's next? Des flipped the page and showed a picture of a dirigible, an airship that looked like a blimp. And there in the sky beside them was a dirigible tethered to a rock by the building. The pirate ship had disappeared. Okay, is there a spaceship chapter or something, said Elias. Des flipped through the pages, and flickering in and out of the space beside them appeared cruise ships, hovercrafts, and more. Finally, Des flipped to a page with a small spacecraft. We need something that can carry more of us than that, said Abigail, looking at the ship that had appeared on the ground. It was barely bigger than their pod. Des flipped the page. A ship that looked almost like a rocket appeared. That's more like it, said Finn. What else you got? Des flipped through as different spaceships appeared, including a giant space cruiser. That's awesome, said Vale. Can we just see one more? I think that's actually probably good enough, said Elias. Come on, just one more, said Vale. Who knows? Maybe there's another Marlowe space station type of thing in there. Vale flipped the page, and the space cruiser disappeared. Oh no, oh no, said Des. I forgot about this one. He put his hands over the picture, but it was too late. A giant dragon appeared, looming over all of them. Sweet fancy Oreos, cried Vale. I thought you said this was a book of ships. It is, yelled Des. Well, turn the page already, said Finn. I don't like the look at it. But the dragon roared and shot fire from his mouth. The explorers dove out of the way. Oh no, yelled Abigail. No, 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 no. She stomped on the book, which had gone up in flames, 
but it was too late. It was a pile of black ash. The explorers all ran to the building's back door, struggling to open it to get away from the beast. Let us in, yelled Paige. Why? said Dez. He looked back at the dragon, which was now lying down, smoke coiling out of his nostrils. Because we love the wallpaper inside, said Paige, and wanted to have another look, or because of the giant dragon that just tried to kill us. Dez shook his head. I, I don't think he was trying to kill you. I think he was trying to keep us from turning the page. I think he wants to be your ship. Come on, said Finn. That's not a ship. That's a fire-breathing lizard, a.k.a. a dragon. Oh, it's definitely a ship, said Des. If that thing is a ship, how do we even ride it? Said Vale. The dragon opened its enormous jaws and an awful stench filled the air. All aboard, said Des. Okay, I am joined by my editor and my son, Griffin Messenger. Please say hi to everybody, Griffin. Hi, hi. Hello. Uh, what did you think of that episode, Griff? Mm, pretty good. <laughs> oh, back to pretty good. Ouch. Why only pretty good? Um, I'm wondering whether they can trust Destroyinator or not. Whether they can trust Destroyinator. Yeah, he seemed like he was trying to help them, but then he presented them with a dragon and said it was a spaceship. Qualifies as non-trustable kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we should let the audience decide. Should they trust the Storyinator or not? What do you think? Okay. All right. So we'll put up a poll. You can go to fincastme.com and find the poll. I'll also put a link in the show notes. So whatever app you're listening to this on, if you click to the show notes, there'll be a link to our poll. You can tell us whether you think the explorers should trust Destroyinator and get into the dragon ship's mouth. Or getting into the dragon ship's mouth just means that you're getting eaten by a dragon. Uh, technically, it's your own fault if you get eaten by a dragon if you walk <laughs> into its mouth. That's true. It's your own fault. One thing I did want to talk about today was that this episode was partially inspired by a book called The Book of Bees, 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 Bees. <laughs> Do you remember that book? Yeah. Can you tell everybody what that book was about? It's like this boy who lets out... Uh, accidentally lets out a bunch of monsters and a dragon and they have to like and he sends out like a manacore and a, and a pegasus to stop the dragon right yeah he has a book called the book of beasts when he opens it the beasts that are in the book actually come to life and that's by edith nesbitt and there's a really great edition of it illustrated by inga moore it's abridged and that's the book that we read together a couple of years ago now that i always really enjoyed so definitely check that out if you uh if you like monsters and beasts, right? Yep. Okay, anything else you want to talk about in today's episode, Griffin? Mm, nope. All right, then you know what time it is. Art. That's right. It is time to thank all of our art chefs. So thank you to Katie and Izzy from Arkansas, June, who's seven years old, Oren, who's nine, from Sydney, Australia, Pilar, who's six, from Kansas, our pal Gabriel, who is ten years old, Theo, who's five, who I owe a happy belated birthday to, so happy belated birthday, Theo. Emilion, who's seven and a half, from Mountain View, California, 
I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. I looked it up and did as best as I could. If I got it wrong, write an email to Bebop. That's usually how these things get resolved. <laughs> Bex, who's four from Eagle Rock, California. Miles, who's five from Bend, Oregon. Finn from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Abigail and Evelyn from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Scout from San Francisco, California. Miles from San Francisco, California. Nils, who's five and a half. And our pal Vincent from Brantford, Ontario in Canada. Okay, thank you so much to everybody who sent in their art. And Griffin, please tell the audience what time it is. Jokes! That's right, it's joke time! And first up is Miles from Bend, Oregon. Uh, my name is Miles, and I'm from Bend, Oregon, and I have a joke. What do you get when you cross a rocket ship and a space turtle? A swirl poke. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, Miles. And now we have jokes from our friends Madeline and James. Hello, my name is Madeline. I am five in 11 months. Here's my joke. I live in Denver, Colorado. And I love Bebop Tales. I'm Finn Caspian. I can't wait with what will happen next. And here's my joke. Why was the aliens tea party ruined? Because the saucers flied everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and now my brother James is going to tell you a joke. My name is James. I'm five years old. <laughs> and here's the question. Then, why didn't the astronaut fly out of space? Why? Because he wanted to see the sun. <laughs> All right. Those were great. Thank you so much, Madeline and James. All right, great. Thank you all so much for all of those jokes. And, Griffin, that's it for today, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Sound club, yes. Yes, that's right. I want to say thank you to Nina from San Carlos, California, Judah from L.A., Myla, who's six, from Durham, North Carolina, and our very own intern, Griffin's younger brother, Emerson, for all of the sounds heard on today's episode for submissions to Sound Club. Anything else you want to talk about? Nope. All right. Well, I want to say thanks to everybody for listening to this week's episode. Please do check out our poll. Let us know if you think the Explorer should trust Des or not. And Griffin, could you say bye to everybody, please? Bye, bye, bye. All right. Bye, everybody. Okay, thanks for coming back and having some more fun with us this week. And thanks to everyone who has sent in their art, their ideas, their jokes, their sounds. It really enriches the show so much. And so I really, really appreciate everything that you send in. Don't forget to take our Destroyernator poll. You can go to fincaspian.com slash poll. That's P-O-L-L. And find our poll there. You can also find it in the show notes. So just click over there and let us know, should they trust Bill, Derek, Destroyernator, or not? The 
Alien Adventures of Incaspian is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. For more information about the music, the art, everything about this show, check out the show notes. Thanks again for coming back, and we look forward to seeing you next week. And thanks for all the prank ideas, guys. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.